All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Basket and Beers podcast, the real life. Uh, Thomas is probably laughing on the background because I started the intro and then I realized I didn't hit the go live button. So you guys, you didn't, you, you missed all my intro, but that's good. Anyways, we are at the real life here at the Basket and Beers podcast. As always, it's your boy Armando. We got a great episode for you today. Before we get started, just to remind everyone, if you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, please Leave us your comment. Let me know where you're watching from. If you are listening to our MP3 format, whether on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us your five-star reviews. It really does help out with the growth of the podcast. And yeah, welcome to, once again, to the Real Life from the Basket and Beers podcast. Um, lately, I haven't been able to post a lot. Uh, for those that have been following me and known me for years, I, you, if you remember, I used to work at American Airlines here in DFW Airport. I retired for them. I kind of took a sabbatical. My wife was, you know, holding down the fort. Um, and then this year, I just, a few months ago, I got my license as a home inspector here in Dallas and Fort Worth. So if you're in the market for a home here in Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, hit me up on our social media accounts, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, on the Bass Kayak and Beers. Um, if you're not familiar with what is a home inspector, basically, if you're going to buy a home, usually you want to get it inspected to get all the conditioning, all the any deficiencies on any conditioning like heating and cooling, foundation, um, roofing, uh, structural, um, anything and everything. And all the systems and components in the house. I take a like a year long training and I have to be licensed by the Texas government. So it's it's a pretty good gig. I love it. I love you know, getting into homes and kind of like breaking down every component and aspect of it and then helping out home buyers to kind of know what they're getting into. And sometimes they'll use that information to renegotiate the price if some of the houses have, you know, um, some defects that may need to get fixed. So anyways, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. So it's been really busy. I haven't been able to, to fish a whole lot and I haven't been able to post a whole lot. So that's what's going on. But anyways, you're here to listen to the Texas River Junkie, Thomas Griffin, and we're going to bring him right in and we're going to talk about Texas River fishing and what better person to talk to than Thomas Griffin. Thomas, thank you so much for taking the time to joining us, man. My pleasure. How are you? Pretty good, man. Thank you so much. Like I said, uh, I am a huge fan. Like I said on my stories on Instagram when I was doing the promo, I've followed your account for like a couple of years now. Um, and I love it. I love what you guys in Central Texas are doing with river fishing. You, Manny Varela with Skinny Water Boys TV. I love Eric Salerio. I know we were talking about in the pre-recording. He's <laughs> kind of busy with life right now. But I was one of my favorite accounts just because, you know, Eric just has a contagious smile. And he seemed like he always, always having fun and enjoying river fishing as well yeah. as you and as well as Manny Varela. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about that, man. What what got you into river fishing? Uh, uh, I, I mean, the fishing came second. It was really just the running of rivers that really kind of got me into it. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, I grew up here in Bernie, which is basically, you know, just about 25, 30 miles just northwest of San Antonio, which is like at the base of the start of the hill country. The Guadalupe River is not far from here. And, uh, you know, in high school, me and the buddies, we would, either tube it or we'd we grab some you know some old uh you know sit inside you know eight foot ten foot long kayaks and and just you know we'd have to bail water after every rapid but you know we had a blast just you know running it and, and those were back in some you know a lot wetter years than what we've seen recently but uh uh that was just like that was the start of it and then you know, I started spending more time and then I was like, oh, I'll bring a fishing pole. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm catching fish and I'm like, oh, well, this is fun, too. So, uh, you know, I started breaking down that and then I got more into that. Like I kind of fished here and there growing, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I always had a ranch to go to or, you know, or just, you know, go. my my, my grandfather had a, had a bay house um, born down in Port Alto and uh, we would go down there. And we would always, you know, we'd take the boat out and go red fishing or trout or something like that. So, like, that kind of seeded my love of, you know, you know the, the uh, you know, fishing aspect of it. Um, so, that's kind of, like, where that started. And that just kind of was kind of blended together. So, yeah, that was, the, that was the beginning of that. Do you often just go out to paddle without, no, without 
even taking a pole to go fishing or do you now have gone to a point where every time you go you're out there fishing for the most part it depends i mean if if we see like a, a good rise in the river and it gets real chocolatey and it's moving real fast and stuff no i'll leave the poles at home and i'll just go just for a fun lap you know up and down um uh you know just to run rapids or or uh, you know little drops here and there and like you know and i'll do that usually in my fishing kayak uh, you know, with other friends and stuff. Um, uh, but I've also got a fleet of, or not fleet, I've got, I've got a couple of whitewater boats and I kind of dabbled in that throughout, you know, after high school being able to travel. And my, uh, my wife, uh, went to Texas state up in San Marcos and the San Marcos rivers, you know, starts in the heart of that city. And they actually, the dam that they call Rio Vista, they have, is a couple of drops, three drops. They actually call it papa bear mama bear and, <laughs> and and baby bear and you know because there's one's bigger and they slow gradually get smaller uh but like there you can if you get a short boat with a spray skirt where you're like locked in all that kind of stuff you can surf some of those waves you can play with the current going back and forth and all that kind of stuff and you know i would go down there and visit my wife on the weekends and stuff and we would fish the river but i also noticed you know a lot of whitewater boaters that would paddle in the in the in the the paddling park and you know they were doing slalom and all that kind of stuff if you're familiar with that where it's like gates that they're trying to make going you know up and down the river and uh, that just fascinated me and i was like oh i need to get into that and so got a boat and i got all the gear that went with it and i mean you know that was a couple thousand bucks just to get started in that doing that and i started doing that and then i started traveling to you know, I've been to Colorado a couple times to to uh, do some whitewater kayaking, rafting, and then you know I've also been up to been out to the the Appalachian Mountains and done some there too. So I mean, it's just like it's not really fishing. I mean, more so these days, just because I mean the rivers have been hurting, so it's not like a whole lot of riding rapids. It's more you know fishing. Uh, but you know, I it's it's an equal love for both. I'd say. What uh, what fish particularly target i'm assuming guadalupe bass since you live in that side of the i do i mean i love the largemouth too i mean i'm not gonna be you know whoever wants to grab onto that hook but i mean i do a lot of you know a lot of a lot of soft plastic fishing i'm not a real big fan of treble hooks <laughs> these kind of scare me a little bit i guess i mean that's probably awkward to say on a you know on a fishing podcast but like uh <laughs> I, they've always been kind of weird to me, but like, I mean, I, I like to, I mean, I'm a top water fanatic. I absolutely love top water. I will throw a top water all year long. And I mean, that's probably, that's probably another thing that I probably shouldn't say on here either, you know, but like, I mean, it's not wrong because like, was it uh, January 1st of 2022? I actually caught a fish on top water. So I was like, that was the first fish of the year top water, uh, you know, last year. So uh, but uh, it's a lot of I, I, I like to do a lot of little swim baits, you know, mid-sized lures kind of thing, somewhere between the four to six inch range, something like that. Nothing too crazy big. I I try not to get into the whole big swim baiting craze. Yeah, that everybody gets into. Uh, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's all, so it's a lot of Guadalupe bass, uh, a lot of fish in those eddies, a lot of fishing above and below the like the shoals and the the uh you know the little riffles and currents and the pools basically so yeah that's where it's at going back to the treble hook thing i can totally get it like if you're fishing on a river you know it's it's there's a lot of more stuff going on than just fishing on a lake so you know you're getting snagged on the river it's a lot especially moving water it's a lot different than getting snagged you know in in a lake you know that it's kind of open water and you can easier (laughs) to maneuver to get back to your bait so no, I get the whole treble hook thing. The the swim bait culture, it's I don't know how to describe it. I don't hate it. I'm not dissing on anybody, but it's really think I really think it's kind of become its own subculture. Like absolutely, big yeah. Swim baits is is it's just you get it's it's a cult following to a certain degree now. I, I, yeah, I can. I yeah, I believe. It. I mean, there's some people out there that don't. You know, they they buy these big, fancy, expensive baits, and they you know they'll put them on their they'll put them on their wall behind me in the garage, you know, and just to yeah. show them off and stuff. And you know, I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, I want to 
want to kind of fish, but like, I'm not partial to it one way or the other. I mean, I just, I'm like, you know, I get, I get stuff hung up in trees, you know, I'm running these tight skinny rivers where I'm ducking branches and stuff. I'm not looking to break, you know, a 300, $400 rod. I'm not yeah. looking to lose that rod and real combo. I'm not looking to lose a three, $400, you know, swim bait in a tree and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I try to keep it simple. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, any, any day on the river is just, it's a good day for me. I don't care if I've got a pole or not. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a love for the river, you know, from, from top to bottom. So. What I appreciate about uh, what you just mentioned, the the fact that you actually do like whitewater, you know, before. So it's you're, you're a fisherman because you were rib, you were a river junkie versus yeah. I like the river because I love chasing bass, you know, kind of thing. So you started off at, at the core, you were a river, you're a river guy. Yeah. Not, not a fishing guy, which you are as well, but at the core of it, you're a fishing guy. So I think, and that's why I, I appreciate you coming in because I want to talk a little bit about what are some of the best kayaks in your opinion for river fishing? Because obviously you, you have that in your DNA where you do, you know, whitewater kind of thing. And you also do the fishing. So, you know, probably most more than most what it takes to be on the water and what is a good hold design that's going to help you fish and handle moving water with that being said what do you feel are some of your favorite kayaks have you tried and when you are looking for a kayak let's say i'm personally i've been looking for a skinny water kayak and i go back and forth i did a demo day with uh mariner sales shout out to duke trend and i tried like 10 different you know river style kayaks and right. i really you know i see the difference between one and difference between the other and i'm going on and on here so i'll let you answer that question what do you feel is like the best river kayak what should people look for when buying a river kayak for fishing man well i mean the it really i mean there's a, there's a lot of factors obviously it really depends on the river that you're looking to spend most of your time you know or or the collection of rivers that you're looking to to spend time on you know because a lot of these you know some rivers they run you know higher than others for longer And, you know, some, you know, you want to be able to just kind of, you know, scoot through some of that real shallow water. So, I mean, obviously, if we're if we're talking just kind of general uh, kayak construction, you want something, you know, to, to hold you and your gear. Uh, so that'd be somewhere between 10 to 12 feet uh, and then something, you know, about 32 inches wide, maybe a little bit wider and then something that's got. A little bit of a, a good hole design where it's, uh, you know, it's kind of flattened out, but it's still got a little bit, you know, maybe on the keel or something like that to where it kind of helps you track a little bit. But um, uh, I, I, uh, I got into, when I got into fishing, it was whatever got, or when I got into running the rivers, you know, here, it was really just whatever got me on the water. And so I started out with like a Dick's, Uh, sporting goods special kayak sit inside it had rod mounts you know on the back but it was uh i mean i was bailing after every single rapid on some of the bigger ones where you know you would punch you would punch that nose through like a wave at the bottom of a rapid and it would just swamp the inside of the boat and you know you'd have to pull over and, and, and dump everything out but um uh you know i mean that and that was perfectly fine for me But, you know, you, I spend more time and I start, you know, seeing other things on the river and that kind of stuff. And I, I, I was kind of reluctant at first to get into uh, a sit on top kayak. But this was like way back when, before they even had like the chair style, like it was yeah. just you sit on the bottom of it, you know, and your, your butt's wet all the time. And, and uh, uh, you know, there's not much of a backrest. You're not up high or anything like that. And I was kind of more like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with sitting inside, locking my knees into the inside of the hole and being able to, you know, twist uh you know my my core and be able to help turn that boat a little bit and you know you get into some of these some of these little low water rapids and stuff and it's tight turns and you know you, you gather speed coming down a rapid and all of a sudden it's a hard right so <laughs> you got to be able yeah. to turn and uh you i mean so that with that that kind of segues into a paddle i mean a paddle is really your biggest you know uh helper while you're while you're you know navigating a river being able to you know to do forward strokes and 
and re- reverse strokes and use it as a rudder and uh, to kind of point you where you want to go and and being able to use it in moving water you know to where is you know you're not just you're not just kind of flailing around and hoping that it works out. So that's, uh, I, I, I started out, like I said, I started out with that Dick's, uh, special kayak, which was perfectly fine. I mean, I, I, I took that thing. I actually still own it. My buddy's got it. And, uh, um, I have a hard time selling kayaks. I've, easy, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to, yeah, I've, I've, Go attached got, to them. <laughs> I've probably got about nine. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah. And then from there, I, 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 uh, I graduated up and I, I went and bought a, a 10 foot sit on top and it was a Jackson cruise. Um, and, uh, it was their, their 10 foot version of like a touring style kayak and they, it, but, but it, it ran rivers great. And, uh, I mean, it was short enough to where I could, I could catch an eddy after a rapid, I could peel out of an eddy into the current, you know, no problems. Um, and I, I, I used that one for quite a while, uh, uh, ran it on the devils a couple of times. And then, you know, they came out with, uh, what, uh, when Drew was with Jackson kayak, they came out with the, uh, the Kusa HD yeah. and I was like, I need that boat. So got that. And I ran I, in 2017, I got a Kusa HD, ran that thing till up until last year. Um, when I was really, I was just, I, I got kind of tired of all the extras, all the, um, I mean, they, they, the kayaks started turning into Swiss army knives. I mean, there was yeah. just, there's every little thing. And I was like, I really need to like, I want to get back to those simpler days and just keep a simple platform, you know, something where uh, my deck's clean. I don't have a whole bunch of stuff hanging off of it. that's going to get me all, you know, uh, tangled up in, in some low limbs, you know, hanging over the river or something like that. And, and, uh, uh, so I, I was like, you know, the, I started looking, I looked for a year before I finally landed on the, the Crescent light tackle. And that one's a great boat for the river. And so it's a nice, you know, about 12 foot long boat and nice stability. It's got a high seat option to where I can get up there and, and really just kind of look around, you know, do a lot of, you know, sight casting a lot of, you know, being able to see that structure, those perfect spots where you want to place your lure um uh so yeah the 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 jackson boats were really great and that was because they kind of really started from being a whitewater boat company and uh eric jackson took took you know those designs and put them into fishing because he was a fisherman set he was a whitewater paddler first and a fisherman second and and he kind of like he kind of you know blazed the trail for for that style of river fishing you know that him between him and uh uh, him and drew i mean they just yeah. kind of they they went forward to it and and uh you know i've always i've always i've always followed you know like like drew's style and all that kind of yeah. stuff and he like uh, back before even the hd came out he took a the old the the old kusa the original the og is what they call yeah. it down the down the devil's river and like that's where i became where i fell in love with that 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 whole river was uh, he did a he did a series on that and that's where i actually i literally stumbled across his video, never heard of the devil's river, saw what they were doing. And I was like, I got to get there. And, uh, man, it's just, yeah, that kind of, that was probably what opened the door and started an addiction for doing this like every weekend. And I mean, you can ask my wife, it kind of drives her crazy sometimes, but I literally will go (laughs) fishing every weekend (laughs) as long as it's free, as long as there's nothing, nothing going on. You know, I mean, I don't care if it's, 19 degrees outside or if it's you know 119 degrees (laughs) it got it got cold this this winter i was actually out there uh paddling around on the river the last three winters they got cold (laughs) yeah well that's true too but i mean the first i I ran into ice sheets on the river this this year which was new for a texan you know like that's new to me especially a south texan really (laughs) yeah and uh i was having fun i was having fun just kind of like titanicking through these ice sheets and and messing around with them and 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 that kind of stuff but yeah it's uh i don't know it never it's never dull it's never dull and it's never too extreme for me and i i mean i guess it can get extreme but but uh yeah it's it's always fun it's always an experience 
What uh, before I get, I really want to ask you now that you mentioned the Devil's River and other rivers. I want we're going to go into what some of your favorite rivers and what rivers you recommend for people to try out to go fishing. Um, if they're if they're not used to doing kayak fishing from a river, but before we get into that, what what safety tips do you say that do you recommend other than obviously wearing the PFD and all that? But I think a lot of people that you know go from like myself would pretty much uh you know big water lakes um and then what uh, what should i know that may not be completely obvious to a novice about fishing in rivers especially you know where you live in central texas you should know what kind of river it is what kind of flows to expect uh i mean and all that stuff i mean we've got we've got the interweb at our hands you know i mean you can you can look up all that kind of stuff there's a there's a, a website out there. There's I mean American Whitewater will eat. You know, I mean they they cater more towards whitewater rivers and and you know labeling classes of rapids and you know difficulty ratings and that kind of stuff. But there's plenty of you know the the major rivers here in Texas. There's plenty of, of beta on those rivers as well. You know as far as what to expect. And then they give you kind of an idea of you know where a good flow rate is. Um, uh, you know, what, as far as like, you know, where a good level is at. Um, but, uh, now I remember your question now. <laughs> well, what, what it was like, and you hit the, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's one thing I do do. I oh, like being prepared. Yeah. yeah being prepared. Uh, know the weather, know the yeah. weather for sure. Uh, I mean, and then, you know, yeah, like you said, have the right gear. I mean, be, you know, expect to be in the sun, expect to be in the shade, expect to, uh, you know, to, to get wet, expect to, you know, to, I mean, don't take anything on your boat that you're not willing to lose. Cause yeah. you know, it happens. And, uh, um, yeah, I definitely would say, you know, definitely go with somebody. I spend a lot of time on the rivers, you know, by myself, but, uh, not in extreme conditions. If I'm doing, you know, if, 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 if this weekend's rain brings, you know, several inches to the hill country and the water raises to, you know, a thousand CFS, I'm going to be out there, but I'm not going to be out there by myself. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get some of my buddies that know how to navigate the river and we're going to, you know, we're going to have fun. I'm hoping I have fingers crossed that, you know, I really need these rivers to fill back up this year. Cause it's just, it, the, the Guadalupe River got down to zero in a lot of places last year. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it, the bacteria growth, it was unsafe to even go swimming in the middle of the summer. Uh, I mean, it was hard to find anything around here. Uh, I mean, and even the, even the San Marcos, like back in the day when I was talking about, you know, going there and play boating uh, uh, at Rio Vista, I mean, the, the average flow of the San Marcos was about 300 CFS. Nowadays, it's, I think, 100, a little over 100 CFS. And it seems to be, like that's the new norm, which is, you know, strange in one aspect, but you know, I mean, I understand we're in a drought and all that kind of stuff, but you know, Texas has really been growing and, and there's just, there's all these, I like to call them designer ranches that pop up around the hill country yeah. and people like to make their own ponds and there's no regulations on them, you know, drilling wells and just sucking the, the aquifers dry. And uh, I feel like that has a little bit to do with it. Yeah. I'm no scientist. I can tell you, you know, whether it does or not, but, um, uh, you know, but like, yeah, that's, that's really kind of a, a important thing is to know what to expect. Cause you know, I'm pretty sure like Eric, Eric told you on, on it, on this, when he, when he came on, on your podcast that I listened yeah. to, you know, he, he's, he's done rivers that, you know, they've had to drag a couple of miles over just, you know, dried up rock beds uh so i mean that's all that's always possible too uh you know google maps is a good help it kind of you can measure distance you can see you know how far you know it is from point a to point b to kind of you know plan ahead of time and make sure that you know you can you know i mean if it if you start measuring it out and it looks like a 12 12 mile float you're probably you're probably not going to comfortably do that in a day unless the water's really moving you know um so, I mean, yeah, knowing, having good gear, uh, making sure that your you and your boat and your equipment are prepared, uh, you know, uh, and then, and just, you know, basically just being safe really. Uh, and then of course, you know, just kind of respecting other people, respecting the rivers. Um, 
uh, I mean, all too many times, man, I, I, I always keep a mess trash bag on my boat and I'm just, I'm always picking up trash, you know, and sometimes it's accidental, you know, sometimes it's from people kayaking, they dump over and all of a sudden, you know, all their sunscreen and their, you know, their empty beer cans or whatever are floating by. And it's just, yeah. So, I mean, definitely just kind of keep everything, um, you know, nailed down and, and, you know, expect, yeah, plan for the unexpected. Yes, <laughs> That's what I would exactly. really kind of go let, at. And I think let somebody know, like, if even if you go by my, like, oh, for sure. Myself, yeah. Like, to me, when I go out, I just, I used to doing the, uh, I used to like pick up, uh, while I'm driving, I decide where I want to go. Sometimes I'll be, and my wife will ask me, when are you going to oh, say, yeah. I'll probably figure out like five minutes into my drive. Like, I'm oh, yeah. Go. What I've done now is I just put my on my iPhone. I just share my locations, like wherever you see me, that's where I am. Um, so I think it's important to you know let your loved ones know where you're going, and you know, like maybe with the technology now you can just share your location definitely and stuff like that. But I think that's very important. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about you know what what you enjoy most about making this reels because like i mentioned your account is one of my favorite ones it's it's very uh i know it always seems like lighthearted, like fun like like joyful um and you can tell you're having fun one of some of my favorite accounts like i mentioned eric salario skinny water boys tv um what what do you enjoy most about you know recording this reels and putting them up on instagrams so how did you got into that um I always, my dad gave me a GoPro a long time ago when they like first came out. I've still got it. It's like the original GoPro. It's hilarious to look at. It's just like a brick with a lens on it. <laughs> and, uh, and I had the bright idea, uh, back in the day of just mounting it to a extendable paint pole and, uh, and then sticking it in a rod holder. And, uh, when, when I was, you know, running some of the rivers and stuff and, and then it's just kind of progressed from there. Um, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, I got into just kind of taking pictures and maybe I didn't do a whole lot with the videos when I started out. I just kind of had them, put them on a computer, you know, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. And then Instagram started to pick up a little bit and I started putting pictures and that kind of stuff on it. And then they switched to, uh, like recently they switched to the whole, the whole real algorithm. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of timid at first and I just kind of, you know, I was like, Oh, well I can, I can start to like put some of this stuff together. And then, you know, you'd be surfing through some reels or something you come across and you're like, Oh, that's, I could, I could make a, you know, a cool little, little small reel with this audio or, you know, this kind of, um, I guess like a template or whatever they had, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I had a couple of good good ideas. I still got a couple more that haven't come to fruition yet, but um, I don't know. I just kind of I just kind of want to highlight, and I, I'm not I'm not real. I haven't been real into you know the whole growth aspect of Instagram. If people want to follow me and they want to they want to see what I what I'm doing, that's great. But like I really kind of just I like being able to. Um, I get what's the word I'm looking for. I guess I just want to like kind of categorize or, uh, uh, you know, leave that, that little bit of a, of a, of a footprint on the internet of like, you know, what I used to do. Cause I mean, one of these days I'm going to be too, too old to be able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I want my, like my children's grandchildren to like go back and be like, Oh, look at grandpa. He was epic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I don't know. I guess I could think about, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, to it. And I, I've never, I never switched to, you know, the whole business platform of Instagram or anything like that. Cause I don't know. It just, it seems too corporate. It seems like they want to just suck yeah. money out of you. Um, you know, you switch it. I used to run, um, the Instagram account for, uh, uh where I work. Uh, I work at a, a truck accessory place. So we do a lot of like customization of vehicles and stuff. And, uh, and I used to, I used to run that. And then, we got a media guy and he switched it to a business profile and like all those followers that I got just completely, I mean, it fell off the growth stopped all that kind of stuff. And it's exactly because they, because Instagram's like, Oh, you're a business here. You, if you want to, if you want people to see your stuff and you start paying, yeah. you know, yeah, you get to see all these uh, analytics behind everything and that's great and everything. But now nah, you just want, I mean, just keep it organic, keep it natural. Yeah. 
uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, that's just kind of, I mean, that's kind of where it was. I'm just kind of, I'm basically just trying to leave a, leave a footprint. It's something that'll stay for, I mean, pretty much forever. I feel like, you know, I don't, I mean, unless it's like MySpace and it just deletes everything eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. It's funny, right? Like we think about, you know, like Egyptian, uh, cult, you know, ancient culture, like Egyptians or whatever, uh, you yeah. know, we see all this, you know, pyramids and all that. We think about like 2000 years from now, where they're going to be like, Oh my God, they used to have this thing, things called GoPro and this phone. You know, we never <laughs> know what it, we never know what that's going to end. But what I do like, and what makes me sad about, like you mentioned, the whole corporate side of, of social media, like to me, one of the most enjoyable social wow. media accounts are the ones that are not trying to impress the corporate side of Instagram. They're just doing what you did. And I, for one, I know with the, we're doing the podcast and trying to go grow the Bass Kike and Beers brand. You sometimes get sidetracked on it, right? And you get sucked into that rabbit hole. And one of the things that I've gotten used, well, before I now started working, which is I'm a little bit busy right now. But, you know, last year, what I did is like, man, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to gimmick. Now I'll do something. If I find something that I think it's funny, then I might, you know, reshare it and all that. But the most part, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I want to do, I want to show what I love doing. And I don't love sitting on my computer for eight hours and trying to get creative <laughs> about a video. Yeah. What do I love doing? I love fishing and I love hooking into big bass. So guess what? From now on, I'm not going to even care what Instagram <laughs> does with my reels. I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm obviously going to edit out a little bit. because I'm not going to put a, you know, a one minute uh, long video of me reeling in the bass. You know, you cut it into the sections and make it out to a, like 10, 15 seconds. Right. But that's what I love about your Instagram. That's what makes me sad because since you're not abiding by what they want you to do, they don't really share your videos outside to get promoted. So a lot of people get don't get to see the enjoyable side of, of what you do, which to me, it's more fun than watching gimmicky promotions and all that. that. And I understand, you know, everybody as a brand, kind of like Basque and Beers, I understand the other side of it. I'm not hating on yeah. it. Yeah. It's sometimes you have to play the game. And I know there's a lot of content creators out there that want to make a living out of this and they have to, you know, play to pay kind of thing, you know, or pay to play, you know, you Instagram won't show my videos unless I do this. All right. I'm going to do it just so I can get their views. Yeah. But it's sad in the sense that like your account, it may not get the highest view, but I guarantee you anybody watches your videos is going to enjoy it more than any other, the most videos out there that are just, gimmicky and clickbaitish or whatever it is right yeah and 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 i you know i commend you on that and i hope you always stay with that you know because it really is enjoyable just watching your videos you have like a gopro 360 and what are the, what what's your setup like uh yeah so i've got i've got a i've got a gopro 360 that i use uh those don't last long i mean it, it you know really? when you're filming yeah the, well i mean it eats up a lot of memory especially oh, when you run it Stop yeah, well, memorable. it's battery too. I mean, the battery oh, okay. goes out quick. the The memory it eats up memory real quick. Um, uh, and then like the lenses on them because they're like a big bubble plastic fisheye lens. You got to be really careful with them. They're easy to scratch, and you cannot replace them. Um, so like they're kind of they're kind of fragile. But I mean, the pictures that it gets, like if I've got it set up just right, it literally looks like a drone is like following right behind my head. And it's just it's such a clean video that I'm like I I, I love I love to just see the aftermath of what the video can capture you know when you run like a smooth little line down a down a, a rapid or you know if you I mean and the fact that you can when you edit it you can you can turn turn the view wherever you want all the way around so I mean you're fishing down a river and you see something bust on the bank and you're like oh I'm gonna chase it up with you know a lure right behind it and see if I can hit that bass too. I mean, you can turn that camera and it'll look straight at where, you know, where you want it without having to like reach around you and reposition the camera. And like the, those aspects are really cool. But a lot of my, a lot of my content comes from just a regular old GoPro Hero 8. Um, and then uh, I've also got a, a DJI drone that I, uh, 
that I I'll put up every once in a while. I've it's it's taken a couple of swims, but uh, so that and it, it they're kind of cumbersome to like set up and and get it set like you've got a uh, you've got a what do they call it? I guess you got to calibrate the compass every time you start those things up. So it's kind of, it's kind of a whole ordeal to get that thing going. But man, it gets some epic shots. But it can also it, it can also uh, you know spoil your 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 uh, your places and kind of uh, let people know exactly where you are in some cases, which I'm not real big on, you know, letting a whole lot of people know. I mean, that kind of, and I learned that from, from, uh, you know, Albert and Eric and Manny and, you know, all, all those guys, uh, you know, we kind of started picking in and, and fishing with each other and we'd show each other spots and we'd take each other's spots. And then, you know, I mean, you just, you, you don't want to, you don't want to like spot blast where you're going and, yeah and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, you know, I, and it's not, it's not that I, it's not that I want to be, you know, stingy with that kind of stuff, but like, you know, if somebody took the time to find an area or like, you know, break down a certain water and then they find out that there's good bass or something like that. I mean, they put in that work, you know, why, why should somebody, you know, be like, Hey, where are you fishing at? And, you know, and if they, if you don't answer them, they're like, Oh man, you just, you know, whatever call you names whatever they want to do you know um but like yeah it's just it's kind of like you know i i put in the work i encourage you to put in the work it's not yeah. hard it's not hard to get out there and and you know find good spots that you know a whole lot of other people don't know about or or anything like that but uh you know it's it, it, so yeah no I, I and i get it like i totally respect that because like you said it's it's one of those things where you know, especially when you're talking about river fishing, you know, which is not like, you know, big lake where, you know, everybody right. knows the lake, like Lake Fork. Everybody knows, you know, everybody yeah. that loves bass yeah. fishing knows Lake Fork, you know, uh, and all that. And there's areas everywhere. But when you're talking about a little like skinny water river, that that's more of a niche. Then I get it. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like isolated areas that, you know, if you really want to explore and you really want to enjoy it, do it yourself. Like, I get it. Sometimes I'll see a video. I'm like, oh, man, I, would, I, I need to find out where that spot is. And that's yeah. fine. I mean, that's natural. We all want to find bass. And, you know, if, if we have. Yeah, just put it. Just put in the. Yeah, put in the put in yeah. the work. And, and you know, yeah, if you see some somebody fishing a spot, I mean, it, it's I mean, nobody's going to be mad at you for being like, OK, what kind of banks there? What kind of trees are behind yeah. them? You know what I mean? Like, I mean that's part of that's work that's doing work that's that's figuring out a spot and that kind of stuff um i mean but you still got to find you know exactly where it is and you got to present it to you know if you're trying to catch that big fish that they just nailed or something like that i mean you gotta you gotta go present your bait at them and, and hope that it that it uh, that it goes like the biggest fish that i've caught on the guadalupe uh, i i it was i think three years ago uh it's my personal best river fish and it was uh like i think it was six pounds six pounds seven ounces uh 22 and a half inches long and which is a good fish for you know small skinny water uh out here um but you know and i've been i dream about it all the time i'm like i just want to go back and see her again and catch her again haven't even seen her haven't seen anybody else catch her nothing i mean i'm sure she's great but uh you know it's it you still gotta you know you still gotta put in that work um and you know every every cast is a little bit different on the rivers so and fish move up and down too they're not yeah. always in the same spot but uh um especially but, with yeah. the river where everything kind of changes you know with the it's the always changing that, yeah it's always changing where it's a lake is changing. more like you know unless it's a drastic you know releasing water from the lake it's pretty much going to be kind of like the same all year long yeah um I know like Manny and Eric uh, watching on the YouTube videos and all that and talking to Manny and both Manny and Eric. Um, I know they had their deal with uh, angry homeowners. It's just because they feel <laughs> they own the land. They own the river too, which is right. not correct at all. Have you had to deal with stuff like that? Yeah, unfortunately uh, you get into some of these headwaters and, you know, up there and, you know, these really nice, like I was talking about these these uh, these designer ranches that are people that people are building in the hill country and all that kind of stuff and you know they 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 put up a high fence they own it so they're like oh I own the wildlife and I'm up to the river so I own these fish and you know they put up fish feeders on the river and they you know some people stock them 
um, with fish, uh, uh, and that kind of stuff. And they think they own it all. I mean, but the, 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 I mean, yeah, but the, uh, reality of the situation is, you know, Texas doesn't have any public lands, hardly any. No, and 1% this is what we have. We, yeah. yeah, this is what we have. I mean, you know, so and that, that was kind of a big aspect to me. Cause like, you know, I'm an outdoorsy guy, but there's not a whole lot other than like some state parks around here and, you know, some natural areas and, you know, your city and town parks and that kind of stuff. But like rivers, you're kind of, I mean, that's your public lands. That's your public waters. I mean, we have every right to uh, explore them and uh, I take advantage of it. But yeah, I have had a couple of people, you know, I'm going to call the game warden. And it's like, okay, do it. You know, there's also a law against harassing fishermen. So yeah. in case you weren't wondering about that too. <laughs> um uh and then yeah and like what was it uh one of the last times i did the devil's river actually a homeowner shot a shotgun in our direction um which right. was interesting <laughs> so you know but the i mean the the park ranger knew about it right afterwards and he was like oh i know that guy he's had other problems with other people um but uh not directly at us i mean he was a couple hundred yards away i mean it, i mean we would have been peppered if anything but uh i mean just it was kind of like a don't stop around here kind of a thing. Yeah. Keep it moving. But uh, yeah, you, you run into, into some landowners and most of the time, you know, you just kind of tell them like, you know, yeah, sure. If you want to call the game warden, call the game warden, make sure you tell them that I'm in the water and I'm not on land and uh, you know, and then just keep going and just try to try to brush it off as much, as much as you can. Don't but, let it get to you. Yeah, it it does. It does happen in Texas. So yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. What are some of your favorite rivers that you fished here in Texas that you would recommend? Uh, that I fished, man. I, I mean, the Guadalupe is my home river, so I love that river. Uh, it's maybe not the most exciting river, but uh, uh, it's close. Uh, it's got a lot of memories for me, my family, and you know my friends that I've grown up with, and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably number one. Number two would probably be like San Marcos uh just because i mean that one's always running that's got a little bit to do with you know my my you know love my upcoming love of rivers and that kind of stuff too and then i mean the devils is great um uh i mean i've done that like i was saying earlier i've done that river a couple of times it's not what it used to be but it's still a great fishery you could still catch you know wonderful fish out of that river as far as largemouth and their like signature they're signature smallies, but they're crazy designs that they've got on those fish. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's just like an epic place. I'll always tell people you need to go to the devils like before you die. You know, I don't care if you get a guide. I don't care if you do it on a, you know, on a, on a float raft or something like that. Like just go. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. That's definitely on my bucket list. What are the rivers you like? Uh, uh I mean, it just really around here. I mean, uh, I mean, so you've got the Delano River is a little bit further north. That's a great river, completely different scenery than, you know, where I'm at. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's only it's only about an hour and a half to two hours from here. So not too terrible. But um, and then I've made a couple of trips to like the Frio and uh, the, the, the lower Colorado is a really nice fishery as well. Uh, just, you know, basically anywhere south of Austin. That's a great uh, great run to do as well. What is your bucket list of rivers that you haven't fished, but you definitely want to fish, whether it's in or out of Texas? Uh, the Pecos for sure. Uh, as far as in Texas goes, the Pecos. Uh, I mean, I ever since doing the Devils and watching its popularity grow, I mean, uh, and then finding out about the the Pecos River and it's, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, I, you, you would think that the devils is really remote and it kind of is, it's pretty remote, but like the Pecos is a whole nother level. I mean, I mean, you're talking, you run into, you know, wild horses that just live up and down the riverbank really? and, oh yeah, it's, I mean, it, I mean, in the, the, the Indian artifacts and pictographs and all that kind of stuff that are around that area, um, wow. from, from the, you know, from the Apaches early in the early, early in the, awesome. in the years. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's wild as can be. For sure. So like that's a, that's probably a big one, but I really want to get out east uh, and do, you know, some of the uh, the southeast rivers, you know, over towards, um, 
over towards like Georgia and, and uh, Tennessee and all that kind of area. Uh, that looks like a lot of fun. I mean, I yeah. follow a lot of counts out of, out of the East and like, I get super jealous of their constant flows. And it's kind of funny. Cause like, they're always complaining like, man, it rained too much last night. Look at the river. And I'm like, that looks like so much fun. <laughs> I don't care if the fish are biting, you know, it's like, man, that looks like so much fun. I wish, I wish that would happen here like on the daily too. But um, yeah. And then the Brazos, I really want to get up to the Brazos and do below like PK. That looks like a hey, lot that, of fun. I, I I'll tell you this. It's not as fun or as beautiful as don't ruin it for me. No, no, as far as like you being a white water, like it's really calm water. I mean, depends obviously on the on the water release level, but assuming the water release level is that you know what typically is like somewhere between 90 and 100, you know, it's it's just a slow paddle. Yeah. What you will I guarantee you is a big largemouth bass. Like those there are yeah. some heavy heavy largemouth bass and stripers too like there's some huge stripers down there. there's some bull stripers um especially after they released like a whole bunch of water yeah. which hasn't happened in a while but i love the brassos but i mean it's it's not really skinny water like it's really right. open but yeah if you ever come down this way please let me know i'll take you to the brassos <laughs> river man it, it is go. awesome <laughs> it is i'm sure it's not gonna be as fun but i'll guarantee you, you're gonna catch nope. some big bass no bad days on the river. No, no bad days on the no, river. No, river. no definitely not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Aaron, <laughs> I was going to say Aaron. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me. I've always, I've had you for almost an hour. I know you're a family, man. I know there's some people watching on Facebook and YouTube. For those that are watching, if you have any questions for Thomas, now's the time to answer. I'm going to give Thomas a few more minutes so you can you know, <laughs> shout out whoever you want to shout out. I know you are now uh, with, now with TC. Kayak TG. And canoes, TG Kayak and Canoes, yeah. which also have a great um, entertaining account, by the way, on Instagram. Um, so anybody that you want to thank, sponsors, and again, anybody watching on our YouTube or Facebook, if you have a question for Thomas, feel free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. TG is great. I've, I've bought, they're, they're right there in, in San Marcos, TG Canoe and Kayaks. Uh, Alex, Justin, Evelyn, and Dwayne at that place are just, they're, they're great people. I mean, I've been buying boats from them. I probably bought about five boats from them over the years. And uh, I mean, they're right on the edge of the San Marcos River. They will do demos, you know, just drive you down there. I mean, you want to call ahead and make sure that you get it all taken care of ahead of time so they know that you're coming and that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, T TG Canoe and Kayaks, are, I mean, they're just such, it's a family-owned business. They're wonderful people. And I mean, even if they didn't pick me up as a sponsor, I, I mean, I, I'd still be shouting them out. They're just, it's such a great place, uh, to, to, uh, to get, you know, canoes, kayaks, paddling gear, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I'm not technically sponsored, but, uh, but Crescent has really, uh, been very helpful for me. I kind of, I like I said, I pulled the trigger on a Crescent uh light tackle a year a little over a year ago and uh before they came out with the Sholey and uh now I'm like I'm I'm about to get into a Sholey. So I mean that boat I've looked it over, I've paddled it a couple of times. I got a buddy that owns one and it's just a great uh great boat and then everybody over there, I mean they sh they share my stuff which I don't really ask them to, but they do just cuz I guess they like it. They like the way that I can you know, kind of portray and at least, you know, show, show them how their product works down here in Texas. And, uh, yeah, so they, they've been excellent, excellent, uh, people as well. So. Yeah. Crescent kayaks. I mean, great group of people over there, of, of, you know, top to bottom, you know, Scott Butcher, Drew Gregory, you know, there's some of the best people you'll meet and, and people yeah. that are really passionate. Jeff Little, too, I know, has worked a little bit with Crescent and he, you know, they're to the core, they're river fishermen. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. and it's, it's it's in their soul, it's in their DNA, and it reflects on their products. And that's what I love about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. Definitely. So, Thomas, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. I am looking forward. You have... What's next for you and your social media account? What can people look forward to? And again, um, where can people follow you in social media? 
Uh, primarily just, uh, Instagram. So TX underscore river underscore junkie is, uh, is my handle on, on Instagram. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flooding the, uh, the news feed every day, but, uh, I usually get out and kayak at least once a week. Um, and so, you know, there's something interesting. I, uh, I'll make a little reel or I'll, you know, post a picture or something like that about it. Um, but as far as in the future, I mean, man, I'm really hoping that we've got good rain in the forecast for this weekend. So I'm kind of hoping yep. that that'll good that'll seed the rivers and uh, it'll lead into a good uh, good summer of paddling. But uh, I, you know, I I, uh, I taught my seven year old to paddle, and nice. she can she can paddle my boat around with my paddle. She can paddle wow. her little boat around. Uh, she knows how to self recover and a bunch of other stuff. So it's like a little bit of it's, I mean, at least this year too, will be family content. Um, uh, just kind of showcasing that. Um, I like to, you know, kind of encourage people to get, you know, their, their kids or anybody's kids really, as long as it's okay with them, but, uh, to get them on the river and, you know, show them what it's like and, you know, uh, kind of introduce them that kind of, that kind of a sport. Um, but, uh, yeah. A little bit of that, and then I'll also uh, here in about a month I'll be heading up to Colorado to go to uh, a whitewater festival. So there'll be a little bit from that, and who knows, maybe I'll do some rafting or I'll take one of my whitewater boats. Uh, they're they're having quite quite a bit of good runoff this year, so I'm kind of intimidated with their yeah. flows of those rivers. Yeah. <laughs> but not a but, lot uh, of snow melt, yeah. Yeah, and it's still snowing. It's snowing up there today, yeah. so <laughs> we'll see I how that all goes. Water, I love oh, it's a, snowboarding, yeah. skiing. That's I love that. Yeah. So. And I know they got a dump of snow this year, so I know those yeah. rivers are going to be like crazy this summer. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of that, and a, a whole lot of a whole lot of fishing, a lot of river living. So that's yeah. awesome, man. It's no better way. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> yes, sir. So, so again, Thomas, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been an honor, a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, and I mean, looking forward to what you're going to have bring on, on your social media platform. Like I said, I always enjoy your fishing. I enjoy you, you know, when you're taking the family and all that, it seems like it's uh, fun and, and, and just good vibes all around. So always, congratulations always, on what you're doing. Yeah. I hope you never change that. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. So for those out there listening, thank you for watching, well, actually watching. And if you're listening also, like I said, on our MP3 formats, we appreciate it. Um, Go check out my sponsor, Douglas Outdoors. Check out the full lineup of, of LRS X Matrix and award-winning fly fishing rods. They're amazing rods. And again, if you're new to our podcast, we have a podcast every, every Wednesday. That is with Dan Perry. He's our host of the Advanced Kayak Angler, where he does teaching and tips and tricks on kayak fishing and the real life, which is live on YouTube, on Facebook, and on MP3 formats every Monday. I, we take to talk to personalities and great people like Thomas Griffin uh, about their love for kayak fishing. So thank you again. If you're going to be on the water, wear your PFDs. You got a couple of beers. Just make sure you drink responsibly. Make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. This is the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. Bye. Thank you so much.